and welcome to the Hack Your Mindset podcast with me, Jenny Winterleach, the Mindset Hacker. So wherever you are today and whatever it is you're doing while you're listening to this, settle in and enjoy the ride. Morning everyone, hope you are well. <clears throat> welcome to another edition of the live Q&As. Um, this morning we have got Vanessa Hill joining us. Uh, we're having a few technical issues at the moment, so hopefully she's going to be able to log in. But I had to go live on this, otherwise Facebook gets very upset about it all. So um, I'm just going to ramble away for a moment or two until Vanessa joins us. Um, so this week we have been looking at uh, focus and um, all the different places that your focus can be. Um, so, uh, I'm partly focused at the moment at looking at um, the messages coming through from Vanessa and hoping she can get into the studio in a minute. Um, but there's lots of different places your focus, focus can be. Your focus can be on time. Your focus can be on what is and isn't within your control. And uh, your focus can be on whether it's your horse or whether it's on you. Your focus can be on whether it's on competing or whether it's on training. Your focus can be on whether it's on the product or the process. So the product being the end result of things or whether it's on the process, which is all the things you need to get there. Um, and so fingers crossed she's on her way in in a minute. Um, I want you to just think for a moment, I have a bit of a reflective moment before we start our Q&A this morning. Where does your focus tend to go? What's your kind of default place for it? Of those things, we've got time, we've got control, we've got horse or rider, we've got process or product, and we've got things like training or competition, which kind of process or product as well. Where does it go? And when you're at your very best, where is the best place that you're focused? And when you're not at your best or you don't feel you're doing very well, where is your focus at that moment in time? So perfect example right now, um, you know, we're having a few technical difficulties. It's one of those things. Apparently Vanessa's in, but she's not. So this is interesting. Um, hmm. Wonder what's going on there then. We might have to abandon this one this morning and start again in a little while. Um, because it's not much of a Q&A if it's just me on my own. <laughs> Ask myself some questions maybe maybe you could ask me some questions um but yeah you know where's where's your focus so at the moment my focus is on the fact that i can't oh hello someone's come in there we go hopefully this is vanessa now cool right i'll just let her kind of settle in what have you so vanessa's now joined us so at that point in time what could i focus on i could literally only focus on what was within my control which is the fact that i know you guys are waiting and watching and I could do nothing about technology, so we just had to kind of wait it out. So I am going to just invite Vanessa in a moment, just waiting for her to settle in and get ready. It's never great when there's technological issues. It always kind of makes you a bit flustered and what have you as well. Um, and, you know, so now she looks like she's settled in. I'm going to add her in. Morning, Vanessa. How are you? I'm here. Yeah. Morning. I'm fine. <laughs> a little bit confused because I'm... I've never done anything like this on technology, so I'm on a phone, so I just okay. hope it lasts. <laughs> okay, fingers crossed. Well, we can see and hear you, which is great. And thank you so much for overcoming that stretch out your comfort zone to do this. So another example there of, you know, what it takes to be tenacious and to get through things, <laughs> um, to get what you want out of stuff. So um, 
Vanessa, tell us a little bit about yourself. So you're, you've been around horses all your life. You've done lots of different things with them. Tell us a little bit about your story and your journey. Right. Well, I'm 60 years old. Uh, I grew up with horses. Um, my family hadn't got them, but a family friend who in those days used to call uncle and auntie, um, he had shire horses. He was also a whip um, for the local hunt. And from an early age, we realised that I kept quiet if I was around the horses. So from the age of literally 12 months, I was plonked on top. Uh, by the time I was two, I was out hunting on a um, lead rein with him. Um, I was blooded uh, in the old-fashioned days when we could still hunt foxes. And, um, yeah, grew up uh, riding um, down south. Then uh, started show jumping. Um, my uncle did quite a bit of dealing, um, so there was always horses around. Um, from being quite young, I was jumping BSJA, did the Christie's, um, showing me age there. Jumped around quite a few of the top shows, uh, really enjoyed it, went into Young Riders. Um, unfortunately, my uncle died when I was 20, um, so I ended up having to sort of run different yards myself. Um, have had a few yards, unfortunately lost them through no fault of my own. Um, one was purchased by the council. Um, another yard I lost um, because I was stupid and I didn't get a good enough contract. And my other two yards I lost through um, first time I sold it because I was getting divorced. Second one I lost in another divorce. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm a BSPS course builder. Um, I started blogging a few years ago when I retired because I taught for a lot of years. Um, my pupils asked me would I start teaching um, and sorry start blogging um, which I started doing. I'd never ever used a computer till about three years ago so that's why I'm not doing it with technology. Um, totally self-taught which doesn't help matters. Um, so like I say normally I just use my tablet but today I'm on my phone um, so I just hope the battery lasts out because I hadn't charged this one up. Um, so, yeah, um, that's a bit about me. So I've always been X-Race horses. Um, yep. So there you go. <laughs> wow. So um, I knew that you had a very varied background. I didn't realise just how many yards that you've you've had for various reasons. So you must be a very tenacious lady then. You must be very, you know, driven and and to to have gone through that many kind of setbacks and still still be going and still be learning new things even to this day you know what do you think it is that's kept you going through all of those setbacks I think I love of horses um as a child um I think my background helped um I was adopted not very nicely unfortunately um so the horses were always my release from quite a horrible abusive mother um so and I think because I was always put down as a child and told I'd never amount to anything I was damn sure I wasn't going to let that happen um and my attitude is tomorrow's already um look life at you know the face stick two fingers up at it and kick on <laughs> so yeah I think that's why awesome yeah and and often you know the most successful people are the ones that have had a bit of a rocky past because it's given them that resilience and sometimes people that haven't had a, a hard time not necessarily always but 
um, they haven't learned that kind of two fingers up to the world. I'm going to do it anyway, or you know, I'll just show you, or or even just you know, pick yourself up and carry on again because they've never had the step back. So, how would you say that has influenced your time as a rider, as a yard owner, as an instructor? Um, I think it gives you a better understanding of other people. Um, I think that when things do get you down in the horse world, and believe you and me, horses are great levelers, you know, I mean, one day you're up here, next day you're right down there. Um, I think it gives you the ability to sort of step back, look at things and say, well, it's not going to get me down um, and carry on. So, cool. And, and how do you kind really, of... Um, how do you help your pupils with that sort of thing then? Because obviously that's something that you instill in them and... Um, well, I don't teach anymore now. Like I say, I'm retired. Um, but in the past, I think I always used to tell everybody that anything is possible. Um, one of my sayings is, are you still breathing? Well, then, if you're still breathing, your dreams are possible. And I think if you have that attitude and break things down into bite-sized pieces, you can get nearly anything you want in life. Awesome, I love that. So are you still breathing? And if you are, you can still achieve your dreams. That's, that's fab. Um, yeah, and also the piece about breaking it down into small bits. So I'm really interested then in your blogging. So you say you're retired now and you started to to blog. Tell us a little bit about your blogging and, and what you did, why you did it, and, and how that's all been for you. Basically, um, when I retired, um, I was at a loose end. Um, I retired at 55. Um, and a lot of my friends were still working. So you do find yourself sort of very much on your own. Um, <clears throat> and one of my ex pupils said to me, well, why don't you start a blog? And I said, what the hell's one of those? Um, like I say, I've never had a computer, never done anything on them. It, I'm 60, it's not my age group. Um, we weren't brought up with them. Um, so I got myself a tablet, taught myself basics. I didn't even know what cut and paste meant until two weeks ago. So you can tell how basic I am um, and started it off basically for myself as a diary to see what I was doing with my own horses. Then quite a few people that I knew in the horse world asked me to do product reviews, um, probably because I've been around for a long time. They know that I like stuff that works well um, and is cost effective. Um, so I got asked to do quite a few product reviews and then about 18, no, probably two and a half years ago, um, I started with quite a few health problems, unfortunately. Um, I had to have um, sort of almost a full hysterectomy, but not quite, um, which knocked me back for quite some time. Then when I was just recovering from that, I found I could hardly walk on my right leg. Um, X-rays proved I've got osteoarthritis, wear and tear, and um, I had to have that knee cleaned up. I couldn't even walk on it. Um, then I've had to have both knees replaced um, through it. Um, so I started blogging about that. And so many people have come along um, from like only having about 100 followers. I've got over 2,000 now. Um, my blog is called Nutty Nags. Um, probably because I've got Nutty Nags. And um, <laughs> so many people have sort of inspired them to keep um and carry on and I've aimed my blog mainly at the older rider um, because I do feel that we're not represented enough um, you know people seem to think that when you hit retirement you should take up knitting 
um, and sit there, you know, baking and being quiet. Well, tough. No, I'm sorry. I want to be like the Queen. When I'm 93, I want to still be hacking out, even if it is on a hairy cob. Um, but yeah, I want to still be doing, um, you know, yes, we have to make adaptations. You know, there's things like I can never mount from the floor again. I can't have a leg up. Um, I can use a mountain block. I still ride my 16.3 for a bed. Um, not a problem. So that's why I do it. Um, hopefully to try and inspire more people and show that, you know, older riders can still get out there and enjoy it. We might have to make adaptations um, and ask for help sometimes more than we used to. But everything is possible. Um, what have you discovered through blogging and um, through other people being in touch with you that maybe you didn't realise or think about before? I'm sorry, I didn't catch that. What is it that you perhaps have discovered through blogging and through, you know, influencing others and through inspiring people that maybe you didn't even realise before? It's quite often this is really common. Someone starts to blog. And then they start hearing from other people and they go, oh, gosh, you know, it's not just me or I didn't realise other people had this thought or, gosh, are there really people that think that? You know, have you come across those sort of things as you've been going along? Yes, I have. Um, I find the equestrian world can be quite a bitchy world, um, to be honest. Um, <clears throat> and there's a lot of jealous people. Um, but I am surprised at how many people... Um, back to me and said we love your product reviews you're honest um you know you say it as it is um saying the things like i've chronicled my recovery from my um injuries all the way through and so many people have said i'm so glad you, you've done that um because we were in the same boat as you we were told we'd never ride again things like that and you just get on with it um so Yes, I'm hoping that I can influence people. Um, you know, I'm looking at going back competing next year once this COVID is out of the way and we can get back to some kind of normality. Um, unfortunately, the area I'm in keeps getting locked down, um, which doesn't help matters any. Um, <clears throat> but yes, I, I hope I do influence people um, and I hope people can see that, you know, my, one of my great sayings is if you um, are kind to people and help people on the way up and are nice to people, they will help you when you're on the way down. And it's very, very true that, and I think we need to remember that more. Amazing. And I think, you know, that idea of if you're nice to people when you're on your way up, then they'll be nice to you if you're on your way down. Um, my guess is that perhaps some of that has been the case where you've been through you know some real setbacks in life and and you've probably experienced that one way or the other because we come up with these phrases or sayings from our experiences we don't just go oh we like that phrase you know it resonates with us it's it it's true so what have you discovered because one of the topics we wanted to cover today was you know running professional yards and the setbacks and the joys and the difficulties and you know overcoming that what what have you discovered along the way that that really puts into practice this concept of just be nice to people on the way up because you never know on the way back? Um, I think the biggest thing was um, when I lost my first yard through compulsive purchase, um, the county council purchased it because um, they were making a borstal 
uh, on the land. Um, and the person who was running it had been a friend of my uncle's. And he helped me find some more land. Um, also, when I was running my own yard, um, one of the fathers of one of our top children, Sue's, um, was sat in the cafe having a natter one day um, at a show. And he gave me some very good advice to diversify. I never put all my eggs in one basket. Um, and that was sort of advice I was glad I took because it really helped me later on when I lost one of my yards. I could carry on working, um, you know, doing clinics and teaching. Um, the other thing I found is I got sponsored by a food company initially for 12 months. And because I was good with them and helped them and really promoted them, um, it ended up being three years, um, you know, um, before they moved on to another discipline. Um, so, yes, if you're good to people, I think people do help you. Um, and I found that applies more so at the top end of the sport than the lower levels. And I think that's a bit of a shame, really. Tell us more about that experience that you've had then, that, it, that is a more at the top end rather than the lower what's your um your perception of the the differences between the two um i think at the lower levels you get people who are particularly nowadays with the internet more so um are keyboard warriors um they're on stage but i'm going to really just shut my dog out because it's been men are coming and they'll start barking um there's a lot of keyboard warriors who they watch a YouTube or Facebook or something and they think they know it all. Um, you never stop learning. I will learn to the day I have horses and it doesn't matter whether you're the Whitakers or the Townsend, they learn all the time. You never know everything. Um, and I think people have the wrong idea. They go off to college or they get a qualification and they think, that's it, I know it all. And there's a lot of bitchiness and nastiness. Um, and at the top end, you don't need to do that because you're already doing it. You've, you've proved that you're good enough. Um, and I think this is the difference. Um, and I think we can be very narrow-minded at the lower levels um, and not prepared to help other people because you're too insular and you can't be bothered helping other people. And sometimes if you just broaden your mind and watch and ask questions you learn more and you have a you get on better um and unfortunately like i say at the lower levels i think there's too much bitching nastiness i've got a better horse than you my wagon's better than yours you want second-hand equipment it doesn't matter the horse won't give a toss about that you know um it's how you treat them and how you ride that counts and never stop learning and so that's the two ends of the sport. And I agree, actually, you know, working on one set the way I do, it's actually tougher sometimes for the amateurs um, and the people that aren't doing it professionally um, from a mindset perspective than it is for the guys at the top because um, it's their world. And like you say, they're already they're already doing it. Yeah, they've got other things they need to, to work with, but very rarely is it so much the, the judgment or the, you know, the, the bitchiness that's the problem. Um, yeah, it might be that they've got to perform for their sponsors or something, but that's a very different thing. Um, yeah. So uh, what have you found then being, I don't want to call you an older rider. You're not an older rider. You're just not like 20. But, you know, what, uh, what, what have you noticed in the difference in age? So you've got a, perhaps an older following. Um, what have you noticed? Has there been a difference in, you know, age group and things as well? 
there is a big difference nowadays from when I was younger. Um, when I was younger, you could go around the national circuit and learn the ropes and make a living at it. Um, nowadays, that's gone. You certainly can't do that. Um, and I think um, as an older rider, I find that a lot of things like um, job pools um, and riding clothes are geared more for the younger riders and the choice of colours and stuff. I don't want to be wearing that, going out in green and garish pink droppers at my age, sorry I don't, you know, um, I'm a bit of a traditionalist. Um, I also think that um, what people don't realise is as you get older, I mean like I say I've had both knees replaced and um, I've realised I'm just not as quick as I used to be. Um, I can't move as quick, um, so it's one of those things, it happens with age, um, so you have to adapt to do things. And I think as you get older, you have to learn to keep yourself fitter. Um, and you need to learn to do things for yourself as well as for the horse more. Um, you've got to do things like have sports massages regularly. Um, if you've got aches and pains, go and see a good physio. Um, make sure your own fitness is good. I always warm up before I get on board the horse. Um, it's something I learned to do years and years ago, luckily. But I see so many people just say, well, I'm grooming the horse, I'll get on board. I've warmed up doing that. No, you haven't. And I think, like I say, as an old rider, we need to take more care of ourselves as well. Um, and I think, you know, the younger generation look at us and think, I, I, I can't ride out in the rain anymore because um, I've got osteoarthritis. Um, yes, I've had my knees replaced, but if I get wet and cold, I ache for days and I'm, it makes me stiff. Um, so if I go to a venue now, I always look for indoor shows and things in winter. So you just have to adapt. Um, and I think a lot of times the, old, the younger generation look at us and think, oh, you make a fuss, you're stupid. You know, I'm all right, I can do this. I felt like that when I was younger. Um, and I think we've got to learn to respect every age group and, you know, appreciate that there are problems. Um, it's one of the things I found when I was teaching. Um, I got a lot of older riders coming to me because I didn't push them. Um, I let them go at their own pace and improve slowly. And people said they appreciated that. Um, one lady said, you know, I've been to six different riding schools um, and had lessons on my horse. Um, I've come to you and the teaching is so much better because you're not pushing me out of my comfort zone to keep up with younger people so I think we do need to learn to adapt and you know appreciate that sometimes when people get a bit older we do have to take things a bit slower and I love the fact that um so someone I know is a real advocate of what's called positive aging which is that you know age is just a number but you have to take on board the fact that bodies are getting aged worn out you know they do um and yeah. that, you know, things do change um, mentally, maybe not so much, but physically they do. And it's about adaptation. But it's about it's not about just focusing on the number and just focusing on the age or, or what often happens. I don't know if you've noticed this with people as they get older, is they start flip turning it to what they can't do. The focus is on what they can't do rather than what they can. Um, and, you know, it very much sounds to me like your focus is still on, well, what can I do? But what do I need to do to adapt to be able to continue doing it. And, and it's that positive aging 
element? What do you find? Yeah, I, I, I agree with that because it's still telling me I'm 21. It's still telling me I can get up and I can look out 10 horses and ride them for hours on end. And, you know, for a scruffy um, horse, I can deal with it. Um, recently, I've had problems. My, my big 16-free bread can be quite bargy if she wants to be. Um, she boxes brilliantly if my other horse is on the wagon. Now, evidently with COVID and everything, um, and the restrictions of the number of people you can take with you, I don't always have somebody to help me. Um, and my big horse wants to be on the wagon on her own. She would just wreck it. Um, so I want to take her on her own to shows um, and things. Um, now, getting her on the wagon is not a problem. Getting her to stay on the wagon was. Um, she could barge past me. And like I say, I'm just not quick enough anymore. Um, it brought it home to me quite um, in a hard way, really, because I hadn't sort of accepted that myself. Um, like I say, I was still telling myself I was in the early 30s um, mindset. Um, and one day she just barged, not me flying. Um, <clears throat> I ended up sliding down the ramp and giving myself concussion. Um, so I realised I had to ask for help. Um, I got a brilliant guy out who is um, Monty Roberts trained instructor within an hour. She's standing on that wagon and she waits for me to fasten her up. And it's just accepting sometimes that, okay, my body isn't physically capable of doing this anymore. Um, I'm going to end up getting hurt. Take a step back, look for a professional person to help you. And I do stress a professional person. Don't go with Joe Bloggs down the road who, oh, I can do that for you. Make sure you go to somebody who really knows what they're doing. Um, okay, that's that's one instance. Um, I'm also a BSPS course builder. Um, evidently, I mean, this year we've not been out building anything because there's been no shows. But I've got to now look at when I do go to a show and build a course, I have to have people to help me. Um, since I've had my knees done, I can't lift heavy weights. Um, I can, but I've been advised not to um, because I can damage my knees. And, you know, like somebody said to me, there's only so many times you can actually replace them um, and do the operation. And, you know, you've got to start thinking like that. Um, it's not giving in, it's just adapting. Um, so I think you have to learn to adapt. Like I said, um, nowadays when I'm riding, um, when it's actually handing it down, I don't ride. Um, I've turned a bit more into a third of a rider, um, unless I'm indoors, because uh, I have to be. Um, you know, I keep my horses on my own place, um, and there's only me there. If I am bent double and I can't lift and carry things, they don't get seen to. So, you know, it's being sensible as well, and learning to just adapt. So I hope that sort of clears that up. Yeah, definitely. Although, you know, I'm listening to you and I'm thinking this is this is just a great mindset to have generally. It's not even an age thing. I mean, age might bring it about. But from what I can gather from you, I think you've been a very adaptable person through the years anyway, by the sounds of it. You could have thrown it in quite a few times, <laughs> um, as could many people yeah. have done there. Um, but maybe this adaptability thing is maybe more prevalent with age. But, do, you know, I think there's a bit of it that isn't taught maybe to young I'm not tarring everyone with the same brush by any means but to younger generations the idea of adapt adaptability 
that you know if something isn't going your way don't just blame it on everything else and have a tantrum about it you know what can you do about it instead what is in your realm of control which is what I was talking about before you came on this morning um it sounds to me like actually you've had this mindset the whole time it's just that now the focus is on age as opposed to anything else um I think that's true I think days um and I sound awful when I say this but I think the younger generation expect for everything today um and you know, it's not just with horses, it's with everything. Um, and they're not, they don't seem to be prepared to work for as hard as perhaps they did years ago. Um, excuse me, my earphones just coming out. Um, so I think what you have to do is just look at, if something's going wrong, look at why. Um, be prepared to ask for professional help be it a um, sports psychologist, mindset coach, whatever you want to call it. Um, and I got given a very good piece of advice years ago to, um, if something's going wrong, sit down, write on a piece of paper what went wrong and pick the three things to work on. And it could be that you, so we just say, for instance, um, went into a dressage competition and your horse wouldn't halt properly and stand still. So that's one thing you'd learn to work on. Um, perhaps it wasn't going away from your leg quick enough. So that's another thing you'd learn to work on. Um, perhaps when um, you got there, it didn't like calm down quickly enough in the warm-up area. So when you went in, your horse was still tense. So that's something else you could work on. So you took three things away and you worked on those three things until you perfected him. Um, once you've got those three right, you then picked another three. But by doing three things at a time, um, you're not sort of trying to eat the whole apple in one go. You're taking it in little pieces. And if you break things, three things down and work on them, you'll get better marks for those three things. So you're progressing all the time. And I think this is the trouble nowadays, um, particularly with the internet, um, People see other people and think, bloody hell, you know, she's doing well. I would like to do that. Why is my horse not doing this? I'm doing as much as she is. But probably you're doing it in a different way. Um, and I think this is where you've got to keep having lessons. You've got to keep learning. And if you have a good instructor, very often they will point you in a different direction. Um, like I always used to say to people, I'm sorry, I don't know about that. But I know somebody that does, and I will put you in touch with them. And that is what makes a good coach and a good instructor. Um, so I, I think you need to have an open mind and keep learning about things. But sort of take things in bite-sized pieces. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. And actually, we have a journal out, Flying Changes Journal, that does exactly what you just said there, which is you look at each session, you find five things that you're positive about because it puts your brain into a positive frame of mind. Then you say three things, never more than three, three things that you would like to improve upon and they become your three goals for the next time so that you work on them and then you rate them and you say whether or not you've improved upon them. And that's what we call process over product goals. So that's what we say it's about. It's about, you've mentioned it quite a few times, break it down. And what that means is make it manageable, make it part of the process. Don't just go for the end goal because yeah. the end goal is too black and white. 
And, you know, none of this stuff, none of this mindset stuff is new. Like, this is not like suddenly things we've discovered in the last two or three years or anything. This has been developed over years and years of looking at humans and how they do things well. So this stuff was around years ago. It's just it wasn't branded as mindset or anything like that. It was just what do good people do and how do they do it? Um, and you used to learn that, as you say, through being part of that trade, being in that area, being an apprentice in that respect, wasn't it? Whereas nowadays, that doesn't so much exist, the idea of being an apprentice. Now you go and get maybe a qualification or you do something or you get result and that's it. You know, you're done. Yeah, unfortunately, I think you're right there. Um, and I think, unfortunately, colleges are the biggest problem. Um, I see so many people come out of um, some of the local colleges um, and they'll have some, it's probably been a year, two years of courses um, and they aren't taught um, to think outside the box, if you will. Um, they come out thinking they know it all um, and like I say, I think you've got to realise that with courses you never stop learning um, and the old-fashioned way like I learnt um, from being a young kid um, and you know you, you came up through the pony club and stuff like that and you got taught the basics first and you had to you could find out really is um, what I used to call the old-fashioned hard knock school where you learnt by your mistakes um, and unfortunately I don't think that happens nowadays um, people make a mistake they blame the horse and sell it on and leave somebody else to sort it out um, in my days, there was none of that. You got bought a horse, and you sorted that horse out yourself. Because um, that was it. There wasn't the money around to buy other stuff. Um, most of my ponies came from um, a background where people had um, bought them, couldn't cope with them, and um, I got them to sort out. Um, I got into retraining racehorses very, very early, back in the um, late 70s when the training of racehorses wasn't even heard of, only because somebody we knew had quite a few racehorses. When they finished racing, I used to get them to reschool, uh, find a good job for them, eventing or show jumping or doing whatever, and we used to sell them on, and that's how I got into it. Um, so I, I do think it's, it's just a general mindset all around nowadays. Um, I, I tend to always say, common sense ain't so common anymore <laughs> yeah and the other bit that i like that um you were definitely talking about there is the idea of progress over perfection and i think too often at the moment because of social media and i think social media is a wonderful thing i mean you were talking about your blog and how you can inspire people and how you can help people and it's a fantastic thing to have and you know what have you it's got loads of great bits to it and at the same time you've got to see the flip side of it which is that People are looking to put perfection out there on the social media to look good and not necessarily show the progress. There are some that do, but even so, like, it's more about what you can show now rather than the behind the scenes. And we never used to get to see either, to be honest. You only saw how someone did if they were in the horse and hound or you saw the results of something. You didn't, it wasn't on, you know, social media as such in that respect. Are you still with us? I think you yeah. might have frozen. Oh, no, you yeah. are. That's good. <laughs> no, I'm still with you. No, it, I agree with you um, because on my blog, I do try and show both sides of things. Um, like I say, when I had both knees replaced, um, I actually blogged all the way through about my recovery 
um, and things that I'd done, which was stupid. Um, I overdid it because I could. Um, and my physio told me off and sort of said, by overdoing it, you've actually put yourself back a week. Um, you know, and I think I chronicled my return to riding. Um, it's like the other week, I finally managed after 18 months of the first leg and 12 months of the second knee um, to get my skates back up to the length I normally ride at. Um, so I've had to knock my riding time back to 20 minutes. Um, bearing in mind that I know if I push it and do too much, I'm going to set myself back. Um, so sometimes you have to take a step back, to take a step forward. And I think that's something that people don't realise. Um, I put on my blog about the horse being bargy and how I'd had to, you know, ask for help teaching it to stay on the wagon to um, progress and get out to shows, etc. Um, I do put on the blog about, you know, I've had a horrible day, it's been raining, so I've not been able to ride. Um, I've put my waterproof trousers on um, and I've lunged the horse and one of my horses instead, something like that. And I think you just sometimes have to take a step back um, and like I say, tomorrow is always a better day and you just look for the positives in every day and it can just be the fact that, you know, okay, it's been a horrible, wet, nasty day. I couldn't do anything with horses, but I've cleaned my tack and I've done an app half an hour's worth of Pilates, something like that. Um, so, you know, there's always something you can be doing with horses um, to help yourself um, and to get on. So, but I think you've got to have the right mindset and just accept sometimes, um, you know, you just have to take a step back. And it's like I said, um, when things are going great, it's brilliant. But horses are great levelers and there are days and lots of times when you think why the bloody hell did I do this um, and then the next day you, you know why you do it because you go out and you have a good ride or your horse goes nice for you or it started to do tempers or whatever and you think brilliant you know um, so yeah I think you have to take the good with the bad and just carry on cool and thank you I think that's quite a good place to wrap up actually to be honest because that kind of just wraps it all up wraps your mindset, shows us how you've kept going despite many, many setbacks and reasons why a lot of people would have stopped or given up. And, you know, having that mindset of, so the things that I've I've summed up this as is it's adaptability, it's about helping others and also knowing when to ask for help yourself, you know, going to the right experts in something rather than just trying to work it out. You're going to learn a lot by going to experts anyway. Um, but some, but what they're going to do is shortcut the mistakes that you would have made along the way, which, you know, happens with horses. That's fine. But actually, if you can go to an expert in something, they can get you there quicker, in fact, but without having made things that could make it worse, then that's even better. And, you know, just about this idea of age is, age is just a number, but actually it, there might come with it some things that you have got to take into account as well. So that's what I would say have been some great themes from you today, Vanessa. Is there anything that you want to kind of finish with or say to people because that was a lovely summation but just in case there's anything else you want to add in before we go so um yeah i think there is one thing i'd like to say um if you are working with horses um be prepared at sometimes for it to be quite a lonely job um if you have your own yard and you're doing everything yourself um, you'd be up early in the morning and sometimes you'd be working till late at night. So do make time um, to have a bit of a social life. 
make sure that one night a week you get out and do some and meet friends. Um, that is something I wish I'd done more of when I was younger. Um, because as you get older, um, and a lot of friends, unfortunately, who have passed away, um, and you do find that it can be quite lonely. Um, so I would say to people, make sure you actually have time to socialise as well if you are working with horses. Um, and I think that is a big thing because, after all, we are also social animals as well as horses being social animals. Um, you know, we like to be with people as well. So do make time for yourself and look after yourself. Love that. Thank you so much. Real good piece of advice there. It's so easily missed, but... You, you know, you've got the the wisdom of experience looking back and going, I wish I'd done that. <laughs> so thank yeah, you so much for your time. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the hindsight's a wonderful thing, isn't it? Um, but if you listen to others that have made those mistakes, then sometimes you have to make them yourself. That can be quite hard, can't it? Seeing people and thinking, oh, I wouldn't do that if I were you. But, you know, sometimes the only way to learn is to make a mistake and someone's got to be allowed to do that. And then at the same time, though, if you can get, good information and good advice from someone who's been there and done those it might negate a few of the mistakes on the way so it's a fine line all the time isn't it yeah well like i say if anybody wants to contact me and wants yeah. any advice um if you give it i will do just you know pop onto my blog it's nutty nags and you know if i can help anybody i will do um and like i say quite a few people have recently said you know that i do inspire them i hope i do um I can get down myself. Um, I put something online the other week that I was feeling down and getting cheesed off. Um, it was a variety of things. It wasn't really to do with horses. And I had about seven messages back from people saying, oh, don't give up blogging, for God's sake. You know, we love your blogs. You inspire us. We've done this, this, and this since we've been watching your blog. So, you know, I would say to anybody, even if you only inspire one person, you've made a difference. Brilliant, thank you. And inspiring as well to hear that today you overcame something totally new, got the technology working and got on got on here. So thank you very much as well for, for doing that. So hopefully that'll inspire some people who think, oh, I don't know if I could do one of these. Vanessa managed to do it. She only learned how to use a computer three years ago and here she is live, live streaming on a Q&A. So thank you so much yeah. for that as well. All right, well, we're going to wrap Sorry, up Sorry, I was a bit late getting online. So was Fine. Technical difficulties, that's what happens. It's it's perfectly all right. It happens to all of us at some point. Even those of us that know all about technology still get scuppered by it every now and again. So thank you so much, Vanessa, for your time and your wisdom. Please do get in touch with her on Nutty Nags on the blog if you want to. And um, if you're listening back to this on the podcast as well, it's um, Nutty Nags. It's the Facebook blog, is it? Facebook? Yeah. 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 Super. It's just on Facebook. Lovely. Yeah. That's fine. Superb. All right. Well, thank you so, so much for your time. And um, we look forward to following you and your future successes. Yeah. And thank you very much for asking me on to talk about it. You're very welcome. Bye. And I hope you enjoyed this podcast as much as I did. If you want to listen to more of them, then please do follow us in Apple, in Google and on Podbean. Hack Your Mindset with Jenny is the name of this podcast. So please do subscribe, follow us, and we look forward to you listening into our next one. Bye, everyone.